Welcome to the AgBiz Cast, where we share inspiring stories of young, beginning, and small farmers. Listen to hear from our AgBiz Masters graduates about their farming operations and advice for those looking to start their own business. My name is Iris Peters, and with me today is Andrea Davis Satina. She's a crop farmer and founder of Quarter Acre Farm in Easton, Maryland. Andrea, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. We'll go ahead and get started with the questions. Uh, so first question, Andrea, for you. Uh, would you mind telling us about your operation, just some of the history and how you got started? Sure. So I started Quarter Acre Farm in 2008 out in California in Sonoma. Um, and I had the farm out there for 10 years. Um, and then I moved back to Maryland um, in 2018 and started, restarted Quarter Acre Farm um, in a, a leased field in Tillman, um, actually in 2019. So I have a half an acre in production and I grow certified organic uh, mixed vegetables out in the field and then um, a huge variety of organic seedlings in the greenhouse that I sell directly to consumers. That's awesome, thank you. Uh, so why do you enjoy farming or operating an agricultural business and what inspires you to stay in that business? It's a good question because I feel like I've been doing it for so long now that um, sometimes you do have to like check in like, and why am I doing this? Um, I got into agriculture when I was in college um, and working on a farm the, at, the, at Hampshire College where I went to school. And for me, it just really clicked. Like it all made sense. Like it was this creative outlet where you like grew things you could eat. And I loved the science of it. And I loved, um, being able to like work alongside nature like it's not the plant survival is not solely dependent on me which I really appreciate um and so that is something that I just really enjoy doing it just be became my passion um about 20 years ago and I just immersed myself in agriculture because I did not grow up um, on a farm or in a farming family. So um, I consider myself a first generation um, farmer. One of the reasons that I continue to farm is because I, I'm, I'm an optimist and I see the possibilities of how I could continue to um, improve my craft of growing vegetables and also improve my business year after year. Um, I think it's really common for farmers to be like, well, there's always next year. Definitely. So you mentioned that you did not come from a, a family um, farming background. So uh, was that a challenge at all in starting your business? Or if not, what was the biggest challenge? You know, I do think initially I thought it was a really big uh, negative, like a really big challenge because um, I didn't have uh, family land. I didn't have, um, you know, kind of that tradition. You know, I always kind of have to um, at least initially like explain to my family, like what I'm doing, you know, why in the summer I don't take vacation because I'm really busy in the summer. Um, but 
the more that I have talked with fellow farmers that come from um, farming families, you know, it, it also allows me that like, I'm kind of like blazing my own trail. Like, I'm just like, this is how I'm going to do this, or maybe I'm going to try this. Um, but initially starting the farm, uh, the challenge, and it continues to be a challenge is land access. So when I started the farm in 2008, um, I started it because another farmer, um, basically I was um, doing, I was working for other people and doing um, uh, kind of uh, private gardens and estates for um, people and local businesses. And I was like complaining about not being fully in control to another farmer. And they said, well, you know, I got like a quarter acre of land here that I'm not going to use this season. You can lease it from me and farm it. And so it was like, okay, sure. You know, I'll start the farm. But over the years, you know, I've, I've had to find land when either like moving cross country, but even in California, I had to move the farm a couple of times because of land issues. So, um, I think that that is, you know, the biggest challenge, um, is the land access and not coming from a farming family. Definitely. Thank you. So, uh, in your time in the farm business, what has been your favorite memory over the years? I don't know if I have like a particular favorite memory because I think each season there's something that's like yes like that worked out really well um I would say in recent years I mean last year with the beginning of the pandemic it was um like for everybody so stressful and frustrating because you kind of had to re-envision your whole business um, and so we don't farm in the winter because that is when I take a vacation. Um, so our farming season, uh, market season starts in April and last year with the pandemic, everything started here in Maryland, starting to close down, um, like mid-March. And so it was like a scramble of like three weeks to be like, okay, like, how are we going to go to market? How are we going to set up our booth? We never um, accept credit cards before. And um, that was something that we added because of safety measures. And then we also added an online store um, so that people could, you know, we could do contactless pickup. They could order their stuff, they could pay for it. And then they just, you know, pick it up and there's no touching or anything like that. And so that was, you know, kind of this real stretch and perhaps not something that I would have done, um, at least not last year in kind of the scheme of the business, but it was so successful and it was such a great move that, you know, it's something that we continued throughout the whole season and we still do now. I before coming on with you, I just got a big order from a customer that's going to pick it up tomorrow and she's already paid. And, you know, it's kind of like that to me was, was like the um, silver lining of last year was like, okay, this was like a big move, but it's really paid off. And it's actually made um, the business easier in some ways. Um, and I would say like, so far this year, um, this I'm, you know, it's kind of mid season early, you know, I'm, I'm still not in the thick of it yet, but I've just started harvesting um, cherry tomatoes last week and just having 
you know, seeing how healthy the plants are and having, you know, good quality tomatoes to pick is also like, yes. Okay. Like <laughs> everything worked out, like everything's going good. So. Yeah, no, it's really inspiring to hear, like, even with everything that happened with the pandemic, how businesses were able to adapt or even expand. Um, yeah, so it's nice to hear some of the positives that came out of that. Yeah. So um, moving on with, like, the future of your farm business, what do you envision going forward? So the future of the farm, what we're hoping to do is to um, buy farmland to expand. Um, we're looking um, to buy, you know, at least like 10 tillable acres and, but, ex, but initially just expand the farm to three acres in production, um, and be able to be at that size so that we can bring on employees at the side, at the half an acre production size. It's not big enough to that. I can pay an employee. I do pay myself. But that's, you know, kind of as much as that um, property is yielding. So the plan in the future, I mean, we're actively looking for farmland. We have been since um, right before the pandemic happened. Um, so we do intend to stay in um, on the eastern shore, you know, in the same kind of community that we're in. But we're we're looking at kind of the three county area around us to find farmland. Nice. Yeah, I know it's it definitely a hot market right now with land. So it hopefully, is. It is. And so I'm trying to not get too overwhelmed by it because right bef before the pandemic, we had kind of finally narrowed in, you know, with um, with the help of taking the Ag Biz Master's course and then also, I had been um, active in Future Harvest Beginning Farmer Training Program and kind of all of those, um, my husband and I had really kind of honed in on, on what the property that we wanted to have, like what does this property need to have or need, you know, be zoned for, like all these kind of like detail things that we had really kind of narrowed it down. Okay, now we know what we're looking for. And um, then like the pandemic happened. And so, so there's been places that um, have been, you know, had checked a lot of the boxes that we want and we have put offers on them. Um, but we also like know our budget. And so they have, our offers have not been accepted and they've sold for, you know, more than our offers are. And at first I was really bummed about it but then I was like, but we wouldn't be able to pay that mortgage. Like we wouldn't, that's not, you know, I, I don't believe that that's what that property is really worth. Like this is a little bit of a, you know, it's a hot market and a little bit of a housing bubble that's happening and it's affecting farmland too. And so I'm trying to look, you know, at least 10 years down the line and that the property that we do eventually buy that we'll be able to afford to pay for it based on what we know that the business can bring in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That, that would be tough. So you did mention that uh, you're an AgBiz Masters graduate. So um, in your own words, what does AgBiz Masters teach young and beginning farmers like yourself? So what I tell my friends um, when I recommend that they take the course is that um, it is a financial literacy course for farmers. And um, 
for, for most farmers that I know, they either um, got into pursuing a farm business, you know, kind of because they were, they really liked growing vegetables or raising animals. They didn't necessarily get into it by coming through um, a, a business school background. And so um, just like myself, I was so enamored with agriculture when I got to college that I was just focused on like, how do I grow a tomato? And like, how do I, you know, like deal with this seasonal workload and all this kind of stuff. Like I wasn't really, you know, I couldn't tell you what, you know, assets or liabilities meant like in then. Um, and so for me, it was really over the years of being self-taught into business things. And basically um, for many years, just when I had, like, I got to file my taxes. So I'm going to have to figure like this out. Um, and when I heard about Ag Biz Masters, um, I was interested in it because I was like, I, some of this stuff I already know, but I really just want like to start like basic, like, so making sure that all of kind of the business fundamentals that I think I know some of them, and I definitely don't know all of them, that I, I can go over that and kind of see the different def definitions and have like that um, kind of curriculum that I definitely um, didn't have before. And, um, and definitely need it to continue to be a successful business owner. Definitely. So how did Ag Biz Masters help you improve your operation? And then what changes did you see in your operation after completing the program? I think the way that it helped me, the way that Ag Biz Masters helped me improve my operation was just a little bit of a change of perspective when I'm looking at like my profit and loss sheet. Like I already had a P, like I knew how to make a PNL because like I use that to do my taxes and stuff. But I didn't understand like, is this good? Is like, is this like amount of net profit like good or is that not good? You know, because as a small farm operation, I'm not dealing with millions of dollars. So it seems like such a little amount with certain things. And so it was really great with AgBiz to see when you look at things kind of at a percentage basis. And so it's kind of um, gave me a different perspective on how to look at my um, financial documents that I was already making and then also kind of encouraged me to um, make more of the, you know, financial documents and stuff. And I think as far as any changes I made, um, it would probably just be in, in the way that I um, look at the different um, documents that I'm doing. I use QuickBooks. So there's a lot of reports that you can draw, but I wasn't really utilizing them because I didn't understand like what they were or how they were different from one another. And then the other thing that I appreciate from the AgBiz Masters course is 
that it gave me a better perspective of what loan officers are looking at um, because I never really knew like what they would see as like uh, a good candidate to loan money for or not. Yeah, very good point. Um, so my last question for you here today, uh, before we wrap up, is what piece of advice do you have for young or beginning farmers that are looking to start their own business? I have a lot of pieces of advice. <laughs> um, I would say that if you're, if I could go back and, and tell myself something when I first wanted to start the farm, I would probably say, you know, do you want to be a farmer or do you want to be a business owner? And that those are really two different things. You can be both, but like you, you have to, if you're running your own business, you have to be a business owner for some parts of the day. Um, and that means learning how to do accounting and bookkeeping and, um, you know, cash flow projections and all those things, which even if you're not going to be the main person doing those all the time, you need to understand how they work so that if you source that out to somebody, you, you can see what's going on. Like you have to be educated in the business part of farming. Definitely. And that's very true. And I don't think people always realize that. Yeah. You kind of have to wear two hats as a, a business owner and a farmer. Yeah. Very true. And the thing is like, if you don't want to be a business owner, that's totally cool. Like you don't have to one, you can just, it can stay a hobby. Like it doesn't have to be, um, a functioning cash flowing business. It can be like a very rewarding hobby that you personally really enjoy doing, or you might love like growing on like a production level farm, but there are plenty of farm management positions out there where like you can still, you know, be in charge of the crop plan and of harvest and all those things, but work for somebody else who is you know, making sure that there's enough money for payroll and, you know, getting the loans and like all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I think as farmers and people in agriculture, we have a really strong entrepreneurial streak. Like I want to do it myself. Um, but there's nothing wrong with wanting to work for somebody else or just wanting to, you know, do things on the side as a hobby. Yeah, definitely. I think that that'll be good for all of our listeners to hear as they're yeah, mostly young and uh, starting their own operations. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining the podcast today and sharing some stories about your own operation. We really appreciate it. And yes, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I sincerely mean this. If anyone wants to reach out beginning farmers and has any questions, they are welcome to contact me. Um, we, you can find our contact information on our website, which is quarteracrefarmsonoma.com. I'm more than happy to answer questions for beginning farmers. Great. Thank you so much, Andrea. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the AgBiz Cast. To learn more about the AgBiz Masters program, visit agbizmasters.com or check out our Facebook page. Tune in every two weeks to hear more stories from our graduates and partners. Thanks for listening.